Welcome to the Education Technology Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. It's getting harder and harder to keep teachers in the classroom, and teachers who do stay in the profession need a more comprehensive education to stay up to date with keeping students engaged. In the next five years, nearly 50% of first-time teachers will either transfer schools and be replaced by another recently licensed educator, or leave teaching altogether. To help break down why teacher education is important and how new technology can help retain more educators is Jennifer Hasser, Executive Director at Kendor Learning. Jennifer, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, of course. Thank you for coming on and telling us a little bit more about teacher retention and teacher education, both of which seem to be an interconnected issue. Yes, they absolutely are. Um, teachers are just aren't entering the classroom with the tools they need, so they get frustrated really quickly and then they move on to something else. Right. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. So why don't you tell me a little bit about what that connection is like between teacher education and teacher retention? Well, I think what happens is a lot of teachers go into education because they love children. Um, they're very well aware that um they're not going to make a lot of money. I think everybody knows that Uh, you don't get into education for the money, but after they come out of college and they're kind of given a degree and told they know what they're doing, I think they feel a level of frustration when they get into the classroom and they're not making the impact that they thought they would be able to make. They don't know how to a lot of times manage the students. They don't know how to get them to learn the skills that they need. And a lot of times they're, the students are very far behind and they don't know how to catch them up. So they work very, very hard. And these are very hardworking, caring people. And they do get a lot of harassment out there in the media, but they don't realize they don't have the tools because these universities are telling them they have them. And then when they get there, they're frustrated that it doesn't work. So what is the investment like to getting teachers educated? Because it sounds like, you know, clearly as technology continues to improve, um, there's probably more things to teach teachers and things keep changing. And so by the time they are educated and then they enter the classroom, they realize that they still don't have all of the materials that they need. So what goes into teaching a teacher? Well, I think really what we have as a problem is that the teachers, because they don't realize that they don't have the tools they need, you know, they feel like it must be, you know, administration or must be the lack of pay why they don't want to do it. But I really think it's that they don't feel effective. And what's happening is we're kind of saying, okay, we need better technology um, in the classroom, more laptops, more iPads, you know, all these other devices, but really we're kind of missing the point. We can't utilize those things well until we have, you know, the prerequisite skills as a teacher. So a lot of the technology that's being pumped in isn't even being utilized. If I could use an analogy, it would be like saying we have a, you know, we have surgeons who are losing their patients and quitting because they don't feel successful. So we need better you know, operating rooms, we need better technology, but maybe they need better training, you know, and then they'd be able to utilize all these other pieces of technology. So I think our focus needs to be on how can we use the technology that we have in education research to better educate the teachers before they even reach the classroom. 
because we now know so much about the way kids learn because we have all of these, you know, fMRI um, brain scanning machines. We know what needs to happen to teach kids how to read, but there's a disconnect between higher education and teacher education. So it's like technology is creating all these fabulous things for us at this higher education level, but the implementation of what they're learning isn't happening in teacher education programs. So that's kind of where I'm seeing the disconnect right now. And why do you think that disconnect is still there? Why don't you think teacher education programs have adopted these new technologies and have made sure that their teachers are fully prepared to enter the workforce? Well, I still think there's a disconnect in what people think is happening. And, you know, I'm in classrooms all over the country and I speak with teachers all the time and I'm a former classroom teacher. And, you know, when I spend time with them, helping them to learn the tools that they need, they are constantly saying to me, how come no one told me this before? How come I don't know this? Uh, Which is a question I actually can't answer because I really, really wish that they were leaving with more tools in their toolbox. You know, they kind of get a little bit upset as to, you know, why, why haven't we been told? What the great thing for me is, is that I can now, I'm currently training teachers. I have a class this evening um, via technology. I'm able to teach a teacher in Bermuda and a teacher in Washington state at the exact same time and teachers all the way in between. And that way, like I have teachers that are, are pretty remote in pretty rural areas and they don't have the ability to you know, access some of this learning if we didn't have technology. But then once the teachers feel confident, because I'm in the field of reading, and if you don't know how to teach a child how to read, then that's going to be extremely frustrating. How do you raise test scores? How do you get them to utilize technology to write papers? How do you um, get them to access all this information if they actually can't decode the text? I'm trying to kind of meet the need at the most basic level. Then I think if we could do that, we would be able to retain our teachers because they'd feel more successful. A teacher does not get into education for the money. They get into education to help children and because they love children. And if they're working really, really hard and they're not seeing any results, what typically happens, and it's kind of human nature, is we we blame an outside force because, you know, we were trained, supposedly. So it must be parents. It must be lack of technology. It must be bad administration. Um, And I think what teachers are starting to realize is that they're lacking a lot of the training they need to be successful. And that's really where, where we need to meet the need in order to keep our teachers, you know, in the classroom. Obviously, I think they should be paid more, but I think a better level of training would make them a lot happier. So what effective methods or just examples are you seeing out there that are helping raise the teacher retention rate? If a teacher... Um, really knows their subject matter and can answer questions. I mean, I teach teachers, you know, all the time. And I'm telling you, that's the number one thing I get is why didn't I learn this before? And we really in the field of reading have not been teaching everybody to read for very long. Um, It wasn't even until like 1865 that we got rid of compulsory illiteracy laws. So there were actually laws on the book saying everyone was not allowed to read. You know, and then 100 years later, we're expecting everybody to be taught how to read in the same room with the same method. And that's just 
antiquated. And what we know is that if we looked at any other field, and I always use like sports as an example, there's not a basketball coach out there that says he could take a hundred random kids and make them all exactly the same basketball player. He's going to say, well, this kid should go play chess (laughs) and this kid is going to be great because there are certain prerequisite skills that you need to be a good basketball player. Well, there are certain prerequisite skills you need to be a good reader. And oftentimes these teachers don't even know what those prerequisite skills are and they don't know what to look for. If you have been taught that you just administer the same lesson to all kids and they're all going to absorb it equally and then that doesn't happen and you don't know what else to do, then you're going to get frustrated and you're going to say, well, I'm doing it exactly the way I'm supposed to. So it can't be me. It has to be, you know, the kids or the parents or whatever else. When teachers know, you know, that when they come in, they're going to all have different prerequisite skills. You know, metaphorically, let's just say that some are taller readers and shorter readers and more coordinated readers and uh, faster readers from a basketball perspective. They're going to be better able to meet their needs. And because all these prerequisite skills are invisible, uh, because they're really the way your brain processes information, they, if they don't know that that actually exists, then they can't address it. So that's why I'm saying this is a disconnect between the technology at higher ed, which is telling us all of these things have to be present in education for you to be successful. And yet these teachers don't know that they can't be successful and they're going to feel frustrated and they either lower their expectations um, based on what they think kids can and can't do, um, or they will quit and go on to doing something else. So um, once they are trained and understand and, and really understand our language, they feel empowered and they feel like, okay, I may have the worst basketball players on the planet, but now I know how to make them better. <laughs> I know how to do drills, you know, and, and that helps. So is there any new technology or any new ways to educate teachers that is actually helping keep them around longer? The teaching of reading doesn't have to be technologically advanced, but the research behind it is really high tech. And, you know, we've got tons of researchers at places all over the country. Um, Georgetown, Guinevere Eaton is doing amazing work and Virginia Barringer, University of Washington on writing. And it's really helping us to understand how to be more efficient in the classroom and getting those basic skills are necessary to get them to be able to use technology in the classroom. So we can't really put kind of our cart before the horse. The other side I see of technology that's really helping is the ability to use all these online platforms to be able to train teachers, being able to reach teachers across the country at the exact same time people who don't have maybe the budget to travel to go somewhere for training. A lot of rural communities, they have internet, you know, and they have computers, but they don't have universities nearby. And so getting some of these teachers who've already been through college and now they're teaching full-time, I mean, it's amazing what technology is, is allowing us to be able to do as far as accessing all of these people in remote places, which will help hundreds of thousands of kids And then they'll be able to move to that next level. So it's really, we're kind of in reading. We're in this like, you know, no man's land where we're in between technologies and we really need to utilize what we have the capability to utilize and stop putting things that are too advanced in front of kids 
and teachers before they have the training to be able to do it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, with everything, it's baby steps, right? You want to make sure that you get the rudimentary skills in place, and then from there you can build. And so, yeah, the issue is making sure that the rudimentary skills are easy to learn, but at the same time, you know, almost customizable for every student and for every educator, because, I mean, every educator is going to learn a little differently. Do you know of any specific apps or any specific new softwares that have been helping educators be more prepared for the classroom? Well, I mean, as far as that is concerned, um, you'll be, you'd probably be pretty surprised um, about the level of teacher knowledge about language. I've been able to use, you know, things which are pretty simple, like YouTube, to be able to train teachers. They need to understand the sound symbol relationship in, in our language. And a lot of teachers don't even know, most people don't know that there's only 44 sounds in our language. Most people don't realize that reading is an auditory task and not a visual task. If you can't hear and discriminate the difference between sounds, then you're going to have trouble pairing it with a symbol. And people think reading is a visual task. But there's also a um, comprehension component related to that. The comprehension component is that Within our language, um, we think we're just connecting letters, but we're really connecting meaning. So like W-R at the beginning of a word, you know, people think they have to memorize everything. They have to memorize right or right. But if a word starts with W-R, it means to twist. So a wrench would be twisting, your wrist twists. When you write, you twist. And that is extremely low tech. But what happens with kids is that if you make them memorize too many things, They basically have a hard drive computer in their brain. Their memory can only hold so much. And if we can be more efficient in our language instruction and utilize some of just our basic technology, then these kids actually have a lot more hard drive space available to hold on to, you know, more advanced information. So if you don't have to memorize everything, that makes a really big difference for kids. I've also been able to utilize some technology out there. There's an app called Sydney, and Sydney allows me to communicate with teachers all over the country. They submit videos of their lessons and upload them to Sydney, and I'm able to look at them and comment on them in real time. So if I start typing comments, it'll attach exactly to the point of the lesson where the comment you know, needs to be read. And then The person who submitted the lesson can easily go in there and ask questions about my comment. There can be conversations going back and forth. Uh, They can submit, you know, five minute videos, 30 minute videos. And it allows me to really be in a classroom when I can't be in a classroom because I, you know, live 3000 miles away. So, you know, that kind of technology is really allowing us to not only train teachers, but then monitor progress and make sure that they're doing programs with fidelity. Because you can learn something, but not really understand how to implement it. You know, I work with a lot of women because I work with a lot of teachers and I always kind of use the diet. You know, a diet is you can learn a lot about nutrition, but then you go through the McDonald's drive through when you're really hungry. So the application of that knowledge is really what's critical. And so those video observations and that communication platform has really allowed me to make sure that they know how to implement it, that they're getting the most out of the knowledge and that the knowledge isn't just you know, being forgotten. Yeah, that's really important. Um, I'm glad that you mentioned that because, you know, to a degree, 
learning something or just being taught something is only so important. It's really, like you said, learning to implement it, learning to apply it, and practicing it a little bit. That's how you really end up retaining that knowledge. So it's cool to see that there are applications out there that are really helping teachers do that. As you look into the future a little bit, how do you think technology will continue to help educate teachers a little better and then, you know, with that, help keep teachers around longer? Yeah, I think the retention issue, you know, is really twofold. I think it is better training and I think it's more money. And so, you know, I don't know that technology can give them more money, but, you know, a lot of teachers didn't get into it for the money. So the training is the most important thing to me. And if we can get teachers to, you know, take advantage of some of these really great, you know, online courses and applications that are going to make sure that they are, you know, teaching with fidelity, that they feel comfortable with the content and, you know, give teachers really good quality feedback. A lot of times teachers don't get good quality feedback. They get observed once or twice a year and they don't feel really kind of supported in their learning. And a lot of other industries really do a good job of doing that, you know, helping teachers go from being, you know, a poor teacher to a better teacher and really supporting them and, and giving them the, you know, the encouragement and support and reinforcement that they need. And then, but if the teach, if there's one administrator and, you know, 40 teachers in a school, that's really hard for that administrator to do. You know, the administrators I work with, they're like, I've got a lot to do and I'm not a subject matter expert in reading. You know, we, they bring me in, I come in, um, I have a good relationship with the teachers, you know, the, all the videos are confidential, you know, they get good constructive feedback, they learn to love the feedback, you know, usually they have to submit like a minimum of eight to 10 videos. And by the time they're done, they're sending me like 20, 25 videos because they do want to get better. Teachers do want to help kids. They do want to have tools that are going to make, you know, their lives easier as they're trying to make students' lives easier. So I I think this is really a win-win for everyone. Yeah, well, you know, I I really hope that as technology continues to improve, it maybe helps ease some of those stresses. And, you know, teachers are the backbone of our society. They help educate our, our children and prepare them for the real world. And, you know, if our educators are struggling, then it's just going to be a trickle-down effect. So it's it's really important that teachers are getting the resources they need, and I'm glad you're helping out with that. So, you know, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and helping us better understand how we can solve this issue of teacher retention. Thank you very much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening to today's podcast. And if you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can go to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to the latest articles, videos, and podcasts from your favorite industries. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin. Till next time. Mm-hmm.